Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 3 and uh, meet me at verse 1, Acts chapter 3 and verse 1. And uh, we're going to take some time to look at what Luke wrote in the book of Acts about Peter and John. It says in verse 1, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man laying from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Look at verse 10. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Over the last couple of weeks, we've had some guest speakers in and and they did a wonderful job. Great job, our guest speakers. Do you just put your hands together real quick for our guest speakers. They came in, did a wonderful job. And Kurt, you might have to help me a little bit in this message. You helped them out, you're going to have to help me out too, brother. And so, Kurt did an amazing job. And, and Thomas, everybody, so even everybody did an amazing job as well. And so, some of the things that impacted me the most, I loved when Apostle Murphy was here, he talked about, at the end, he talked about new house, new glory, new story. And that ministered to me that there would be new glory, new goodness of God, new a new presence of God, a new sense of God is with us, and a new story. We'll have a new testimony to tell. And then we, there was a song that was created, praise God, and I've been listening to that song uh, pretty often. And then Pastor Sam was here last week, and he declared some things over us. One of the things I liked, he said, contracts, connections, and clients, praise God. It was really good, and he talked about things happening immediately and suddenly, And so in this passage of scripture, my assignment today is to talk to you about this lame man found in Acts chapter 3. And so this man, he has been lame from his mother's womb. That word lame could be the word handicapped or the word disabled since he was born. So he has never, ever walked his entire life. Now, people who are handicapped, people who are lame, maybe people who are disabled, I'm not going to pretend to act like they're any different than us in our emotions, in our way of thinking, in our thought process. Just because someone may be handicapped or disabled doesn't mean they don't have the joy of the Lord. It doesn't mean they don't have the peace of God in their life. It doesn't mean they don't have the fruit of the Spirit in activation in their life. And just because they might be in that condition 
doesn't mean they don't have the same emotions as we do. And I'll tell you what, I want to take some time to compare some of the emotions that a lame, disabled, handicapped person may have in their condition that can relate to maybe where we are in our life. And this man is about 40 years old. You can find it in Acts chapter 4, verse 22. This lame man is about 40 years old, so he's been lame since the womb. And he came out handicapped, disabled, and lame. And so he has never been able to walk. He might feel stuck. He might feel like he can't move. He might feel limited, restricted. How many of you have ever felt limited and restricted and stuck and like you can't move or you can't advance? This lame man may have felt the exact same way. And so here he brings his friends to carry him daily to the temple. So every single day, this lame man, this handicapped man is being carried in front of the temple every single day. The scripture says that he was laid daily at the temple. That means every day he was at the temple on a daily basis. So that means when it was sunny outside, he was in front of the temple. When it was raining outside, he was in front of the temple. When it was snowing outside, he was in front of the temple. When he didn't feel good, he was in front of the temple. When he didn't want to go, he was in front of the temple. When he didn't have the money to go, he was in front of the temple. When the time changed, he still was in front of the temple. When it was the day after Easter or the Sunday after Easter, he still was in front of the temple. He came to the temple daily, every single day. He gathered his friends and they carried him in front of the temple and he was there without excuse. He was in front of the temple without a reason. He came to the temple Every single day, the consistency of this man, the faithfulness of this man is impressive to me that he would come in front of the temple every single day. And if he didn't have a rod, he grabbed some more friends to bring him in front of the temple. He, he made no excuse to come in front of this temple and he did it on a daily basis. Somebody shout daily. Daily he was in front of this temple. He was consistent. He was faithful. He was committed. He was determined to be in front of this temple on a daily basis. And he had a condition by which he could have made a lot of excuses for not coming, for not exercising consistency, for not being faithful in his determination to be in front of that temple. And he was there daily and he's being carried and he's being laid in front of this temple daily. And so Peter and John, they show up to the temple and as they show up, they see this man and this man is laid on the ground And Peter and John are standing up, walking into the temple. The man says to Peter and John, can you give me something? The scripture says 
that when he said it, he was expecting to receive something. And so he's laid at the temple. Peter and John walk up by him. He's begging for something. And Peter and John look at him. And then they say to him, look at us. So understand, this man is laid down, probably knee level to Peter and John. And when they look down at him, they say to him, look at us. So he's going to have to lift up his eyes and look at them. His scenery is down here knee level. This is what he always sees is low level things. But when Peter says to him, lift up your eyes and look, he looked at them. He gave them their attention. He gave them his concentration. He gave them his focus and he lifted up his eyes. I'm impressed because if you look at Genesis chapter 13, verse 14, Genesis chapter 13, verse 14, it says, the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. Look at verse 15, for all the land which you see, I will give to you and your descendants forever. And so what? God told Abram to do was to lift up his eyes and look from the place where he was. This lame man is is sitting on the ground. He's low to the ground. And Peter tells him, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. Lift your eyes up. Too often, our mind creates a picture of, that we will always be in the same place forever. And that is the furthest from the truth. Our mind creates images, pictures. Our mind tells us you're never going to go further than you are. You're going to always be broke. You're going to always be in that condition. You're going to always have that pain. You're going to always deal with that limitation. You're going to always deal with that financial crisis. You're going to always deal with that crazy acting spouse. You're going to always be single. You're going to always have a rocky marriage. You're going to always, 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 and your mind tells you this, and then we start believing it. And we start acting like it's true. We start acting like what our mind is telling us is true and that we'll always be in this situation. But if we can just lift up our eyes, if we can just open up our eyes and lift them up. Psalms 121 talks about lift up your eyes from the hills which come at your help. Our help is from the Lord. This is why I need a little help right here, Kirk. And so... (laughs) He's telling him, lift up your eyes. We're too often looking at our scenery left to right. We're looking at our bank account, and we're looking at our pain, and we're looking at the doctor report, and we're looking at that dad, and, and, and we're looking at that crazy acting husband, and we're looking at, uh, we're all, we're still single, and I thought I'd be married by now, and we're, and we're looking at all of this stuff right here, 
And God is telling us to lift up our eyes and look from the place you are. Don't wait till you get somewhere else to look up. Look up right now. You got to look up right now. When we first got into this building, I brought in a guy. We did some renovations and I brought in a guy that came. He was on staff at a very large church. This church uh, hosts thousands of people every weekend. And I brought in this guy and I said, man, I just want you to see what we have here. Do you see anything that I don't see? You know, he, they host a lot of people. They have a lot of facilities. Is there something I don't see? And what I had told him was that I was going to do something to the floor and I was going to do something to the ceiling. I said, I want to do something to the ceiling and I want to do something to the floor. And the first thing he said to me, he walked in, he came in here. Well, the first thing he said was, I sense the presence of God. That's the very first. He goes, man, this is a sanctuary. I sense God when I walked in here. That's the very first thing he said. Do y'all sense the presence of God when you're here? He said, I sense the presence of God. That's the first thing he said. Second thing he said, he said, don't do nothing in the ceiling and don't do nothing on the floor. He said, don't spend no money on that at all. I said, well, why not? He said, because nobody is looking up. And nobody is looking down. Everybody looks left to right. He said, whatever you see left to right, that's what you work on. Don't do nothing up. Don't do nothing down. I thought, wow, that's a word from God. He saved us thousands of dollars, too, because I was going to do all this stuff. And I said, thank you, Jesus. That's a word. But then when he got done talking to him, I get home, I started thinking about, well, why are we not looking up? Why are we only looking left to right? Why are we not, we, we, should be, we should be sitting outside Walmart just looking up, just looking up. Somebody like, what are you looking up? When you start looking up, what are everybody else going to start doing? Looking up too. What they, what they see up there? Hey, brother, what you see up there? I'm looking from my condition. I'm looking from my circumstance. I'm looking from my limitations. I'm looking from my restrictions. I'm looking from my debt. I'm looking up. I'm looking up to where God is. I'm looking up to where my help is. I'm looking up to where my source of supply is. I'm looking up. I'm expecting to receive something from heaven. Come on, somebody say, look up. But too often, we're not looking up. We're looking down. We're looking around. We're listening to what our, what our mind is telling us. We're listening to what Pookie is telling us. We're listening to what Ray Ray is saying. And, and we're listening, well, you know, you, you, this is going to always happen. I was talking to a guy the other day, and he was talking about how he was, uh, you know, you just, you know, you just kind of always going to get sick. This is what he was saying. You just kind of, you know, as you get older, you're just going to get sick. You just, you're just always going to get sick. I didn't agree with any of that. I'm looking up. I'm looking at long life. Right? Strong. Moses was strong. He said his eyes didn't even get dim. I'm looking up. I said, I'm not agreeing with that. I'm looking up. I'm looking up. My eyes are up. My, my, my eyes are up. I'm not looking at, well, you ain't never going to uh, break that 300 member. I'm looking up, praise God. Because like Sam's, Pastor Sam said last week, in the fourth dimension, there's 300 strong that we're working with. Hallelujah. We're going to have to look into another dimension. We're going to have to look up because there is a kingdom of God that's in the invisible realm that you can't see with your natural eyes, but it's more real than you can ever imagine. And if we can get our eyes off of what we're feeling, looking and going through right now and begin to put our eyes on him, our condition will change. Matter of fact, 
when Peter and John were talking to the lame man, the, it, it says that when he said, when Peter said, look at us, the lame man was expecting to receive something. When he said, look at us, immediately expectation was activated on the inside of him. And he was saying, I'm going to receive something. Now, let's talk about that word expectation for a second, because this is the word the Lord's been talking to me about over the last several months. Expectation. Expectation is to regard something as likely to happen or to regard something as likely to occur. Expectation is to anticipate something. It's like hope. You have intense, earnest expectation of something good. So I have my antennas out. And I am looking for something good to happen in my future. It's expectation. Expectation changes your thoughts. Expectation changes your feelings. Expectations changes your behavior. When you're expecting something good to happen, your thoughts are going to change. When you're expecting something good to happen, your emotions are going to change. Ask yourself if you're feeling down. I do this all the time. If I am feeling down or if I'm feeling sad, the first question I ask myself is, what am I thinking about? And, I, and when I locate what I'm thinking about, it's something sad. It's either something sad or I'm thinking about my current condition. Oh, I wish I was further along. Oh, I wish I had more. Oh, I wish this and I wish that. Wish my kids would act right. I, w- I wish I had more money. I-, I wish I had better health. I wish I had better influence. I just wish, I wish, I wish. And then I start getting sad. But when you have expectations set for something good to happen, it'll get you out of that funk. It'll snatch you out of that mindset of that simply, I'm just stuck here. When you can have access to God. And God will take care of you when you just look up. Somebody say, look up. Come on, say it again. Look up. Stop looking left to right. Look up. Say it again. Look up. When you look up, you are now expecting something to happen. And my expectation, guys, have been up. I am expecting something to happen in my family's life, in your life, in the life of this church, that has never happened before. I, I'm expecting a new story. That, that, that's in my heart, a new story. I'll come over here and start telling a new story, praise God. I'm expecting new glory. I'm expecting things to happen that haven't happened to us before. How many of you are expecting God to move? Yeah. Only about six of you. Let me say it again. How many of you are expecting God to move? Amen. So he's looking down, John, Peter, they're looking down. The man is looking up. Peter and John say to them, silver and gold I do not have. This could have been a moment of disappointment for this lame man. I came here to get some money. I come here every day to get money. You know why I'm here. I'm here every single day. You see me every single day. I'm here every day. You know I can't work. You know my legs don't work. You know I can't make my own money. You know I need assistance. You know I need help. And then you tell me you don't have any money to give me. That could have been a moment of disappointment to him. That could have been a moment of frustration. He could have lost his faith. He could have lost his expectation. He could have lost his encouragement, his consistency, his faithfulness. I don't have any money for you. He could have been depressed. Oh, man, I believe in you. I'm believing to get more money today, and you don't have it for me. 
And this is what happens to you and I. We're believing God, but all of a sudden, when the days are stacked against the days, then we start, over time, stop expecting God to do something. Unintentionally, I believe, we, stop, we cease expectation. Well, it's been 17 days, and I guess God's not going to do anything. It's just, it's just been 17 days. When something can happen suddenly. Well, it's been 20 <sighs> 24 hours. I mean, imagine for a second. Do you remember Joseph in prison? And he wrongfully in prison. Imagine for a second if he just gave up on God. He said, I quit. I'm in prison. I I just give up. I'm done. I didn't do anything wrong. Here I am down here locked up. I'm done with God. I'm done with expecting God to move. What he didn't know was Pharaoh was simply hours away from calling him up to the palace. What if he cursed God? What if he gave up? What if he quit? And hours from that moment, Pharaoh was sending, he had this dream. Joseph didn't know he had this dream at the time. He had this dream and he sent someone down from the prison to come up and to interpret the dream. What if he quit? What if you say, I don't like God, I give up, I'm done with all this, I, I'm done, I'm not going to church anymore, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm done, I'm never going to get married, I'm just done, I'm done, I'm done, I give up, I quit, we're never going to break barriers, we're never going to take time, I'm done, I'm done, I quit. What if you just given up right then? Now all of a sudden, here comes the call and you didn't give up on God, you can't even interpret the dream anymore. Why is that? Well, you got to stay with God. You got to keep your expectation up. You got to keep your eyes lifted up. You got to keep your mind and your thoughts on him. You got to stay in a posture of anticipating something good is going to happen to me. So he could have, the lame man could have given up. He said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, is what Peter said, in the name of Jesus. He grabbed him and he told him to rise up. He lifted him up and he told him, to walk. Now listen, when he lifted the man up, remember the man is laying on the ground. When he lifted him up, he assisted him. He reached down and assisted him and he pulled him up. I believe that God is orchestrating right as you sit here in church, as you online worshiping, God is orchestrating people that need what you are providing that will lift their hand down and grab you and pull you up right where they are. Come on, somebody, receive that. Receive that. That people are going to lift down and pull you up. They're going to snatch you up. They're going to jerk you up. They're going to pull you up. Why is that? Because God has orchestrated for it to happen. I've been around people that have lifted up my eyes in seeing things I've never seen before. Just being around them has caused my eyes to be lifted, to think a lot higher, to think a lot greater, to expand my my vision, to be lifted up, to to give me a glimpse. Y'all know the story when I I always wanted to fly on the jet. I wanted to fly private on the jet. That was always one of my goals. And one guy calls me. He don't even know that's one of my goals that one day fly on a private jet. He don't even know that. But he calls me and says, hey, I need to run to Raleigh. Will you come with me? Uh, okay, I thought we were driving. No, we go to a private jet. I get on the jet. We fly down there, praise God. All that did was lift up my eyes and say, this is a glimpse 
of what God can do in your life. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Get your eyes lifted up and begin to see that God can do these things and things that have happened in your life are just simply glimpses of what God can do more for you in your life if you just keep your eyes on him. If you just keep your eyes stayed on him. If you lift up your eyes, he will begin to lift up your life when your eyes are lifted. But here's the thing. You're going to have to think on another level. You're going to have to think on another level. You can't think like how you were raised. You're going to have to listen to some teaching on another level, and you're going to have to think on another level in order to get your eyes to be able to lift up from where you are. Your spirit man, when you start hearing things on another level, your spirit man might be like, ooh, I, I don't know, I've never heard that before. Just yield and say, you know what? I'm going to yield because I want to learn. Maybe there's something here I want to learn. I know you guys know I, I preach faith, and I preach healing, and I preach that God wants us to prosper. And sometimes people get a little weird about that. God wants us to prosper. Listen to it. And if you listen to it, you will prosper in every area of your life. Not just financially, but in every area, including finances, but in every area. You will prosper. God said in 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. He wants us to prosper. And sometimes we, we, we get, oh, I don't know about that. We, no, no, I'm going to have to lift up my eyes. I'm going to have to look from another level. I'm going to have to see on another level. I'm going to have to receive on another level that God doesn't want me broke, busted, and disgusted. He wants me to prosper. He wants me healed. He wants me whole. He wants me to be a blessing. He wants me to help lift somebody else up. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God said to Peter, to him, lift up your eyes. He lifted, lifted up, and then, and then Peter lifted him up. Watch what Peter did. He lifted him up to another scenery. He gave him more visibility. Remember, he's laying on the ground, so he's getting knee-level stuff. When he lifted him up, now he's seeing on another level. Glory to God. Ooh, are y'all getting this? He's seeing on another level. I'm seeing things on a level I haven't seen before. Sometimes when we'll go to a parade or something, Zage, my five-year-old, she's really small. She can't really see what's going on. So I have to reach down, pick her up, put her on my shoulders. I lift her up, and now she's able to see something different than she saw before. Lifted her up. She was used to looking at knees. <laughs> Lifted her up. Now she can see something different. God is lifting us up, guys. If we will lift up our eyes, he'll lift us up as well. And he'll let us see some things we've never seen before and experience things he's never seen before. And so then when he was lifted up, he began to walk, leap, and praise God to the point where he followed the apostles walking. 
he began to jump and then he began to praise God. So there was no process of, okay, for the next 28 weeks, I'm going to start trying to walk. No, no, no. This was an instantaneous lifting up. I mean, he hopped up and he had strength in his ankles and, and in his knees. And this man had never walked before. But he started walking. And then he started leaping, glory to God. And then he started praising, hallelujah. And he started getting excited about what the Lord has done for him. How many of you are willing to lift up your body and begin to leap and begin to praise God? Is there anybody in the house that's willing to lift up their body and begin to leap and begin to praise God? Is there anybody that's willing to go to another level? consistency listen to me and his expectation God gave him more than he even believed for all he came to Mika was for money that's what he came for money but God gave him more than what he believed for because of his consistency and his expectation we're reading Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. I believe this is going to be in the Passion Translation. Ephesians 3 20. Watch this. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you glory to God listen this man wanted money and he got a healing this man wanted money but God restored him to the point he can make his own money this man just wanted a handout but God gave him the ability to help somebody else hallelujah God wants to give you I declare this over you lift up your hands receive this God wants to give you exceedingly abundantly above all that you can even imagine or consider this is the God we serve who's our father and all we have to do is lift up our eyes remain consistent and faithful don't quit don't quit don't quit don't quit. The, the Lord told me this. Keep your eyes closed. But the Lord told me that some of you, the devil is trying to get you to disconnect from this house. Don't let him do it. Stay faithful in this house. Stay faithful with what God's called you to do. The enemy wants to uproot you and disconnect you and stop you from being consistent. But you stay faithful. 
you stay consistent and you stay in expectation and God's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or even imagine this is how you experience true life in your faith in your family in your finances true life you have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina for more information go to our website at www.truelifefc.org you can also support this ministry financially through our website thank you and remember to love learn, live and lead Thank you.